You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace be upon you, the mercy of Allah and His blessings on this 18th night of Rajab of 1445. We commence with the Islamic economic indicators for today. The Zakat Nisab is 8,400 rands. The Mahara Fatimi is 21,200 rands. And the minimum mahar is 500 rands. Well, the email address for Mufti Sahib is akhussain, akhussain, h-o-o-s-e-n at gmail.com. And the Mufti Sahib's website is muftiakhussain.net and Twitter at akhussain. Remember, the number for the WhatsApp is 084-786-3132. And for the international listeners, it's plus 2784786-3132. For those that will be that may be listening to us for the Durban region, the Isha Azan is going to be at 2026 20, uh, this evening. And on the airwaves of Marka Sahaba online voice of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the Isha Azan has been set at 9 p.m. So please consult with the timetable for the area or for the region that you do live in. Well, the listeners of Al Ansar will be joining us this evening at 8.30. And for the 30 minutes that they have missed out, we will air the first, or Radio Al Ansar will air the first part of the Q&A at 10 p.m. this evening. Right now, we take this opportunity and we welcome our esteemed Mufti Sahib, as well as the directors and the sound engineers of the various radio stations, as well as the esteemed listener of Marqas Sahaba online, voice of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, simulcast on Sirius FM in the East, Friend, as well as on radio Al Ansar. Mufti Sahib, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh, and Jazakallah Khiran once again for joining us. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh, Barakallahu Fikum Afizwadi, Jazakallahu Khiran. Mufti Sahib, kindly give us the background to the revelation of Suratul Fatiha. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam let me just go and inshallah inform you what news is breaking in different parts of the world and then inshallah we will continue with the Q&A. So we know that there are big problems there in occupied Palestine because of the apartheid regime. So this is the latest, latest news breaking from there. So number one is this. <clears throat> There is a mega bomb waiting to explode in the Middle East. Biden must not light the fuse by attacking Iran. This is the opinion of Simon Distal of the Guardian newspaper. Next one, Gaza ceasefire de- deals matter more than the deterrence. This is from Bloomberg. Opinion, Mark Champion, columnist. Gaza ceasefire deals matter more than deterrence. With so little prospect of achieving strategic goals by force, Israel and the U.S. should focus on saving lives and creating a window for regional de-escalation. That is from Bloomberg. And then remember Middle East observer, the USA, listen to this here. 
So this is eight months ago, but it's very relevant now. The USA is building the largest embassy in the Middle East in tiny Lebanon. It's a huge spy then used for information, warfare, and software. So they want to use Lebanon as their spy den and headquarters. Next one we got here is Matty Friedman. He says, what if the real war in Israel hasn't even started? Take the current war with Hamas and multiply it by 10. That's what war with Hezbollah would look like. And Israelis are not asking if it will begin, but when it will begin. And this Matthew Friedman posted on January 29, 2024. Middle East Observer. So remember that this is from Middle East Observer. Writers from Syrian media, a number of Iranian advisors and civilians were killed in an Israeli attack south of Damascus, and this is also today's date. And then a massive rocket attack on central Israel. Hamas launches large rocket barrage at Tel Aviv. This is today and around 5 o'clock this evening this happened. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. If you just look at, I must send this out in fact to all, then you will come to know that what Hamas has done. So mashallah, that is what we want them to do. They must teach the Jutlas a good lesson. There's the only language which they understand one settler one bullet will settle the issue so already I'm busy speaking and I am sending it out also just doing some multitasking and that is what we want they must show the Jutlas that we are prepared to embrace the martyrdom and death and they the Jutlas must better pack up and move from there and remember Netanyahu said that no the Israelis will settle in Gaza so let them come and body bags will come from there you must remember so all these are things that we should know about and we can't be living like Alice in Wonderland and thinking that everything is you know business as usual there's no business as usual in a war situation and this is oppression 16 17 years they put our people there in the open prison and in the concentration camp and now they think that people will not resist your policy is a policy that where people must resist so that is why we are very proud about them and we want victory for them so that is one side of the spectrum on the other side of the spectrum remember this that you asked about surah fatiha so all Allah revealed surah fatiha one shot as the opening chapter of the noble quran and why to show that la salata illa bi fatiha til kitab no salat is valid and accepted without surah fatiha we have to read it according to Imam Shafi and them if you must one letter one word your salat is null and void so it shows how important it is for us to read surah fatiha correctly and we must also remember that it is known as surah to shifa that people are ill and sick the hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif and there you will find that Abu Sayyid Khudri radiallahu ta'ala whose hadith is mentioned that remember 
when a person fell sick and then he read Surah Fatiha seven times on that person there so they asked Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that person got cured and he gave them a whole flock of sheep and so forth then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told them very good and there's no problem in that so meaning that every one of us when we are ill ourselves or others are ill then we should ensure that we read Surah Fatiha and that's the name Alhamdulillah we sent it out now on all the groups and on Telegram and on Twitter X as well so you can see your phones and inshallah that's the news breaking that Hamas has launched a barrage of attacks and rockets and projectiles in various places in the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime of Israel Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen what advice does Mufti Sahib have for those who are going for Umrah for the very first time, Mufti Sahib? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Another point of Surah Fatiha, we should always remember, if somebody has to ask a true Muslim, what is the highest and the most important priority in your life, then the true Muslim will say, Hidayat, Iman, Islam. We live with it, Iman and Islam, and we must die with it and pass away with it. Therefore, we read al-mustaqim. Ya Allah, you guide us, you lead us, you show us the right path, and we must live by it and pass away with it. So that is priority number one. Hence, Almighty Allah mentioned it right in the beginning of the Noble Quran, and Almighty Allah sent wahi revelation to the Master, salam. We must read Surah Fatiha in every rakat of Salat so that to highlight its significance and importance. MashaAllah, people who are going for Umrah for the first time, second time, third time, whatever it is, so take cognizance of the following. Number one, every day from today, from tonight also, start reading two rakat salat, and then read Surah 2, verse 128. Wa arina manasikana rahim. So in that way, there, Almighty Allah Jalla wala, will make your journey and your Umrah everything accepted second one that read the books anybody wants my book the Hajj and Umrah Q&A and everything about Medina and so forth just send there Hajj Kitab Umrah Kitab just keep it short and sweet I don't have time for long long stories here yeah? hundreds of messages are still waiting so I have to still answer all of them so tomorrow inshallah you will receive it just put there Umrah Q&A or Hajj Q&A and we will send you the PDF copy of the book Inshallah Aziz so you must try and read from now third one if you are going to Medina Munawwara first so then it's very very good you don't have to worry about Ihram whether you got a direct flight to Medina from Cairo or from Abu Dhabi or Dubai or Istanbul or Addis Ababa or wherever country so then that is fine and remember if you are going to Jeddah and Jeddah, Makkah, then remember you cannot fasten ihram in Jeddah, that is not permissible. We agree 100% on this issue with Sheikh Abdul Aziz bin Abdullah Babin Baz, remember Rahimahullah, who was the Grand Mufti of Saudi Arabia, it's not permissible to wear ihram in Jeddah, sawa'an bil 
bari or bil bahri or bil jow, whether you are coming in by land or by ship or by boat or by plane and so forth and so on. So whichever country you are going through, so you must remember you're going through Cairo, you're going through Abu Dhabi, you're going through Dubai or Addis Ababa or wherever. So there you fasten your haram and if you are going to Jeddah, Jeddah, Makkah and remember those people who look for loopholes, they say no, we're going to stay one night in Jeddah and then fasten the haram. Our fatwa is that also not permissible. You're just playing with the sharia and looking for loopholes which is not permissible and rather go to Medina Munawwara or from Jeddah go to Juhfa one and a half hour or so and then you fasten your ihram there they have a nice miqat wonderful facilities in Juhfa and then you come and perform your umrah and three other advices make sure your niyat is not for shopping and holiday and just killing time and honeymoon and so forth your intention must be ibadat you must show your love and pleasure for Almighty Allah and in Medina Munawwara love respect for Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and second one spend your time correctly mingle very very little with the South Africans and people they'll just waste your time and kill your time just now after Asr to Maghrib I sat in the masjid one person from India came and he started speaking so I knew what he wants to go to there's a collection business you know so I told him after one minute see I'm reading Quran Sharif so I'm very busy now so he got the message you see so politely you can just tell people you know what me I haven't come here to discuss this and all that and waste time I've got a timetable and therefore time is too precious for me when will you go again to Makkah Medina we don't know so only Almighty Allah knows so that is second and third thing be very careful don't get involved in political discussions the whole Haramain Sharifain Makkah Medina everywhere they got plain clothes policemen they got spies everywhere and so forth and so on so you must be extremely careful remember that then you can get into huge problems with your Twitter account you can get huge problems with your phone and with who you discuss and so forth anybody wants to start about MBS Murtad bin Shaitan the Harami so you must just make like you never heard or just walk away and so forth and so on this husband is saying to his wife that he is superior and she is inferior due to various reasons that, you know, Allah had given him rights over her and that he has a right to divorce and various other reasons. Mufti Saab, does this make women inferior? Remember, the people love to quote what, you understand, suits them, and they quote out of context and so forth and so on. Let me read the verse for you and explain to you the real meaning. Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, in the Noble Quran teaches us, The women have similar amount of rights upon their husbands, like how the husband have rights over their wives. So it means that it's very similar. Then Allah Ta'ala says in the same verse, Surah 2, verse 228, And remember, the husband has a higher degree and rank over his wife, meaning he has to spend on his wife and she don't have to spend on him. He has to spend on the children and they don't have to spend upon him when they are minors and so forth and so on. So that is one meaning. Second meaning is, وَلِلْرِجَالِ عَلَيْهِنَّ 
Zawajah. So the husband has a degree above his wife. So that means he has the Imarat, the leadership, the captain. Captain don't mean you become the Amir, the dictator, and that's what this husband is making the huge mistake. Amir means you are the Khadim, you have added responsibilities. Sayyidul Qawmi Khadimuhum. Nabi alayhi salatu salam's hadith, remember the leader of the people is the Khadim. So you must fulfill everybody's rights, not sit on your laurels and think of Hadi and start dictating to everybody. So that is true. Islam has given the husband two additional duties. One is in fact spending on his wife and children and so forth. And second one, he will be the captain of the ship and he will be the leader. But that is not Amir, not dictatorship. That is Imarat leadership. So he should make Mashura, consult with his wife and them. And remember if he's quoting this verse, then you must go chapter 4 verse 19 in conjunction with this verse here. All Mighty Allah said is compulsory upon the husbands. And treat your wives with love, with justice, with equity and so forth. So people, especially the husbands, you must remember they love to quote certain verses which just suit their warm senses and desires and that is unacceptable in Sharia. So go to chapter 4 Surah Nisa, the women and verse number 19 You must treat that's compulsory and to tell her I will divorce you, I will do this. This is all you must remember of a sign of hypocrites you must remember that they speak of divorce and all this type of thing to intimidate their wives and to blackmail them and so forth. Okay, Sahib, are there any special du'as or specific amal to advise uh, or to read before Thursday? So you must remember that for this month of Rajab and Shaban and so forth, we should read the following two du'as. The first du'a you must remember is mentioned in Mishkat Sharif. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Shaban. Oh, all may Allah grant us barakah blessing during this month of Rajab and Shaban. Wa balighna Ramadan. And oh, all may Allah jalla spare us for the holy sacred month of Ramadan Mubarak. So in that way there Allah Jalla Wala will make it a reality the hadith in Mishkat Sharif through his grace and mercy similarly in Kanzul Ummal in Hayatul Sahaba and other works you will find this dua narrated on the authority of Ubada bin Suhamit radiallahu anh he's buried there in Aqsa just next to the Masjid Maqbaratul Rahma the graveyard cemetery of mercy so you must remember that Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa taught the Ummah the following Allahumma sallimna di Ramadan. Ya Allah, save and protect us for Ramadan. No accident, no mishap, no illness, sickness. Wa sallim Ramadan alana and protect Ramadan for us, meaning that there must be no controversy regarding the moon and so forth. You know, Saudi Arabia, other countries, they've got many moon samis, you understand? No moon, also they'll tell you moon. Wa sallim hu lana mutakabbala and Ya Allah, whatever good speech, actions, all 
all that we carry out and perform and observe you accept it in your court hadith in Ganzul Ummal so these are the du'as we must read if you mean from now till Thursday any special du'a there's no such thing like that every day every week is the same and you must remember that now people got the idea of Kirpuri business you understand they say 22nd Rajab you must do this you must do that all this is propaganda of the Kuffar Shias Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu passed away you must remember on 26th of Rajab in the year 60 so therefore they're very happy about it this Kuffar Shias there's no sunnah about it it's not proven anything to do with the Jafar Sadiq is something the Shias have concocted and fabricated if somebody can prove that this is in Quran or Sunnah or Sahaba or somebody said then it's different there's no proof so remember people just follow the Pied Piper you must remember we must follow crew. we must follow the truth and not just follow Pied Pipers without the lead without evidence Qul hadihi sabili ad'u ilallah say ya Rasulallah this is my way and my path so I invite towards Almighty Allah ala basiratin with firm conviction with dalail and evidence ana I Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa manittaba'ani and those who follow me immaculately surah number 12 surah Yusuf verse 108 so we don't believe in these things here you must remember when I went to India 1995 December it was the Rajab time I asked them did why you don't read Salat he say we're very busy with the Kirpuri now imagine that what is first they don't do and they're busy with all these things here which got no basis at all in Islam so remember in Islam there's no such thing like Kirpuri and all that on 22nd Rajab or before that all these are people that just brought things in the Kufar Shias brought all these type of traditions and customs is it permissible to cut the newborn baby's hair just before the seventh day Today was Monday till Maghrib time, you must remember. So during the day, if the baby was born, then the seventh day is Sunday. If the baby is born tonight, so then it's Tuesday. So then Monday is the seventh day. So on that day, you should cut the hair, shave the hair. Not cut it, you will shave the hair. And that is for boy or girl. And that is Sunnah, Nabawiyah, what Nabi Sallallahu taught us. But if a person, for some reason, on the third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, they went and shaved the hair so we will say permissible but not sunnah in life always try and imitate emulate the sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam chapter 3 surah al-imran verse 31 in kuntum tuhibbun Allah if you really love almighty Allah jalla wala fattabi'uni follow me habibuna rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam immaculately yuhbibkum Allah you become the beloved of all and all would forgive you your sins so it shows that is enshrined in the noble Quran chapter 3 surah al-imran verse 31 so that should be our aim in life you must remember that so when Allah has blessed you with this gift Allah calls it a gift chapter 42 verses 49 verse 50 ya habu limay yashau inasa wa ya habu limay 
Yashau Zukur. Allah gave you as a gift a daughter or a son and so forth, or sons and daughters, whatever the case might be. So all this is a gift, a present from Almighty Allah. So we must show our gratitude. To show our gratitude is how? Wa into If you are obedient to Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then you are following the right path. You will receive the true guidance. May you Rasul Allah. If you are obedient to Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then indeed you are following Almighty Allah Jalla obedience to Almighty Allah. So best is Sunnah seven day and before that permissible. So we will never encourage that. We will encourage the Sunnah of Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at all times, all places, all circumstances. This person says that recently they heard that in the Fazayli Amar there are weak hadiths with no strong evidence. Is this true? People, you must remember, just learn half things and so forth. The half-baked scholars like this Salafi scholars. I challenge so many of the Salafis. Till today, they can't give me an answer. I challenge you on a Jumma Bayan or in a public platform. You go on your radio or whatever platform you want and say MBS, Murtad bin Shaitan is a harami and out of the fall of Islam. I challenge you to do that. You see now, when this alcohol story started in Saudi Arabia, so then they had like a van, like a truck, you know, and it's getting all the alcohol. So MBS is driving it in Turkey. His sidekick, the Minister of Entertainment, is there with him. And they're driving. On the side, they got Sudais and they got Abdullah Awajwani and all these imams who are traitors to Islam and Muslims. Remember that? They just take instructions blindly from this MBS, the Murtad bin Shaitan. They're standing there and making dua. It's a cartoon, you see. So I sent it to the Salafi characters. So one Salafi wrote there, you must remember, no, this is to, you understand, sort out the illegal trade of alcohol day in Saudi Arabia. So I told him, you, with that crooked answer of yours, you must go tell that to the animals in the crooked park. Even they will smile with that foolish answer of yours. So don't talk nonsense like that, you know. So anyway, you must remember this. So we will say, in Islam, we must follow the Quran Sharif. We must follow the Sunnah Mubarakah and so forth and so on and not follow this half-baked scholars and so forth and so on so what question they asked now of his wadi about this what they said what what they saying the salafis the ahadith okay the fazayla a'mal so now when i debated with them i asked them one question I say Imam Bukhari rahimahullah wrote, you must remember that Al-Adabul Mufrad. The same Imam Bukhari who wrote Sahihul Bukhari. So there is Sahih Ahadith, authentic Ahadith. When he wrote Al-Adabul Mufrad and I met Imam I met Sheikh Albani rahimahullah and I told him, Sheikh, I want kitab from you. I got money in my pocket, but I want. So he smiled although he was very sick. So he gave me Taharimu Alati Turb. They had the musical in 
instruments are haram. Then he gave me two volumes, Sahihu al-Adab al-Mufrad, al-Adab al-Mufrad, the Sahih Ahadith authentic, and Da'if al-Adab al-Mufrad. Till today I have it. So let's apply the Salafi's logic. So it means that they say you must take Fazail Amal of Hazrat Sheikh, Hazrat Mona Zakaria, Sheikh Al-Hadith, Nawarallah Marqadahu, one of the greatest scholars of Hadith in the past century. Then you must throw that away. So then it means by the same analogy, you have to take the Da'if al-Adab al-Mufrad and throw it away. So when I ask them, come, I take it and throw it away. I just want to see what they say to trick them. They say, ah, Kif, how can you do that? So I said, Kif, same reasoning. So Fadail A'mal is a book on Fadail and virtues. It has many Sahih Hadiths. It has very good Ahadiths. It has many Da'if Ahadiths and weak. But this is something acceptable by ulama to Da'if Ahadiths in Fadail. Amirul Mu'minin fil Hadith. Imam Bukhari Rahimamullah brought weak Ahadiths. And I'm telling you that the whole book has been written by Sheikh Albani and he gave it to me personally. So what answer will you give? Sa'ama Tahkumun. These Salafi scholars of today, the Muslim, but majority of them are dull and mudil. They totally astray and they lead others astray also. They will tell you no 20 rakats, dravi, 8 rakats and 10 rakats. They will tell you no 3 talaks, 1 time is 1 talak, like the Christian trinity, you know. They will tell you that you can't read Quran Sharif for the deceased. And all these issues, all four schools say is permissible. You can read Quran Sharif for the deceased. 3 talaks are 3 according to all four schools, 20 rakats, taravi, nothing less. So according to all four schools, to so stay far away from the pseudo-scholars and scholars for dollars and bunch of mufatiyas, I call them. We say Jazakallah khairan to Mufti Sahib. This evening's Q&A program has been brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. We'll be continuing after the break, but do remember at 9 p.m., that's the time that you'll be listening to the Isha Azan on the airwaves of Marqa Sahaba online voice of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaa. Please follow the times for Sada and for Azan for your region according to your timetable. We'll be back with you shortly. You're listening to Marqa Sahaba online radio podcast. And continuing with this evening's Q&A program brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. Today's team listeners of Radio Al-Ansar, the first 30 minutes that you have missed out, you'll be listening to that first part of that Q&A from 10 to 10.30 on the airwaves of Radio Al-Ansar. Mufti what's the latest news from Gaza? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalameen. In Gaza, on the land, on the sand, our brothers, mashallah, are standing steadfast. And remember, the Haaretz newspaper said 80% of the tunnels are still intact, despite all the bombardment and so forth. And during the weekend, you know, the thousands of Jutlas and Jews and Haramis, that they were marching, protesting, and they surrounded the crime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, the war criminal, and the of Gaza's house and they demanded resign, resign now immediately and elections now. So remember among themselves there is huge tension and conflict and inshallah Israel is heading for a civil war and that will then usher in the Islamic law and the Islamic world will know that the sacrifices made by our Hamas and Palestinians, they gave their children, they gave their families, they gave everything. U.S. 
the ummah, this is the minimum, minimum you must do. Read two rakats Allah daily, and there's one winter there, and they're living in big, big tents and red mega tents, and it's so cold, and there's hardly any food coming in, and medication, and fuel, and so forth, and so on. Learn this dua. I'm repeating it twice, and you must repeat it, and read it, and teach your children and students. Allahumma jdud wat ataka alal yahudi zalimin. Allahumma jdud wat ataka alal yahudi zalimin. Ya Allah, you tighten your grip and punishment on these jutlas, haramis, war criminals. In the time of Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu one tribe, the Mudar tribe, caused great harm to the Muslims. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Mustafa Habibuna Rasul Allah read the dua Allahumma jdud wat ataka ala mudar oh Allah you tighten your grip and your punishment increase it for this tribe of mudar so now our worst enemies are these jutlas haramis and then it is the idol worshippers so the mushrikeen the Hindus and so forth as enshrined in the Quran we don't say every Jew we don't say every Hindu but we will say majority you just look at Israel and India what's happening, how they treat the Muslims and so forth and so on so remember that's minimum, minimum we should be doing and keep on reading and always I sent out a wonderful message now to all the groups and to all on Twitter and on all on Telegram, mashallah that see how Hamas today, 5 o'clock sent a barrage of rockets straight into Israel and the Jutlas don't know what to do they got America and they got Burton and they got France and they got Italy and so many British Western countries and so forth helping them see I give you one word of the Quran go and read it to understand the glory the beauty the style the diction of the noble Quran chapter 17 surah Bani Israel in the 15th supara فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعَدُ الْآخِرَةِ when the last and final promise of Allah comes we will bring you in groups and groups. Every kafir nation almost is there. All their agents are there. Whether it is America, Britain and France and Germany and all of them, Italy and whatever you. So India is also in a mix and so forth. So you to fight Hamas and dismantle them and 115 days still they can't dismantle them. What a shame and disgrace for them. And for us Muslims Allah said chapter 17 verse 7 فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ الْآخِرَةِ And when the final promise of Allah comes, this is what the Muslim army will do to the Jutlas and the Jews. So, and this is the muqaddama, the introduction for that. It's going to get much worse for them. لِيَسُوهُجُوهَكُمْ The Muslim army will disfigure their faces. More than 8,000 of the Jutlas dead or injured and so forth or gone blind and so forth. وَلِيَدْخُلُوا الْمَسْجِدَ كَمَا دَخَلُوهُ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ And they will enter Masjid Al-Aqsa as they entered the first time via jihad and so forth.
and all this pride and arrogance of theirs because they think they got Uncle Sam and America on their side. Allah says in chapter 17, verse number 7, Allah will crush their pride and arrogance to pieces and pieces. So may Almighty Allah decimate, destroy them and all their supporters in the Arab world, Saudi Arabia, the Emirates and Jordan and Egypt and Bahrain and Morocco. Allahumma alayka biman wa alahum. Ya Allah, all those supporting Israel, you decimate, destroy them as well. Allahumma alayka bi ali Saud, kama ahlakta adaw wa samud. Allahumma ahlik ali Saud, kama ahlakta adaw wa samud. So if there's no hidayat for them, Allah must decimate and destroy these people. Remember, they are the traitors and the enemies from within this ummah. Is it permissible to purchase foreign currency and gold coins below market value and resell at a later stage? As long as you are not buying it BD, backdoor business or some gabgal business and you know all that stolen goods and all, then it's fine. So somebody must remember got it cheap, he sold it to you at just some small profit and then you wait for the market to increase whether it's dollars or whether it's Kruger coins or whatever it is that is permissible so that is permissible willing buyer willing seller so there's no problem with that but when it comes to food stuff and there's a shortage of it so then you store it and hoard it and all that and it's a basic need and necessity for the public and so forth so then it's not permissible in food stuff that you store it store it and then when the food price really increases now you start charging the people that great amount to make a colossal profit and so forth, so that is not permissible. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu hadith, remember in Mishkat Sharif, Mustada Ahmad, la yahtakiru illa khatiun, only that person stores and he will hoard and all these type of things, that is a major sinner. So this applies to foodstuff and basic needs and necessities, but things like Kruger coin and foreign currency, dollar, pound and whatever you, so all day it will be fine, provided there is no backdoor business and is not stolen goods and so forth. If a person has a transportation business, can he transport wine if he is asked to do so? Big companies would sell all types of goods. Mustafa, first of all, take the Quran Sharif. The Quran Sharif has given us a golden maxim and a rule. Chapter 5, verse number 2. And all Maitala states, You must cooperate with one another in good actions and righteous deeds and so forth, and piety. And you must not cooperate with one another in sin and transgression. So it shows that in Islam we cannot do that. It's haram that. And if you want about alcohol, go and read these verses and see what all Maitya Allah Jalla Wala teaches us. All Maitya Allah states, Innamal khamru wal maysiru wal ansabu wal azlamu ritsum min amali shaitan. That whether it is your alcohol, whether it is your gambling and so forth. So all these are impure and napak. And remember, it is the handiwork 
of Satan and Shaitan, Fajtanibu, you must stay far, far away from it, then only you'll be successful. Surah 5, chapter 5, verses 90 and 91. Then regarding the people who go and transport it and so forth, there's hadith for that. Go open Ibn Majah, go open hadith Abu Dawood. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah curses these people. The person who buys it, the person who sells it, the person who transports it, the person who squeezes it, the person who's a witness, and everybody. There are two industries in Islam that Allah Ta'ala has condemned every person in that industry. One is riba and interest and usury and sood and your viage. I gave you in five languages there. So you must remember it's all haram, everything related to do what riba and interest. Therefore, the Sharia compliant, we don't buy that argument. Half the time, remember, there's some riba involved and some interest, but they just give it some fancy name to pull the hull over the people's eyes. You know, there's no shortage of scholars for dollars nowadays. So that's one. And the second industry which Islam has condemned entirely what intoxicates in large quantities even one drop of it is totally haram open Mishkat Sharif you'll find a whole chapter on that so therefore in Islam to say no I'm transporting this transporting that I'll transport alcohol all haram that's not permissible Mufti Sahib is it permissible to make nikah and uh, stay separately, both with their parents until the man is financially stable. And many requests like this have been coming through for some time of this time. Meaning that the boy wants to marry the girl because they don't want to commit sin by whole day communicating and sometimes meeting and smooching and kissing and so forth. So if the boy's party, his parents, the girl herself is happy and her father, mother and parents are happy. So yes, go ahead, perform the nikah, provided that you belong to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. You are not Shias and Qadianis and Agakhanis and all these crazy people who are not Muslim so then it's fine and then remember that the husband will stay with his parents the wife will stay with her parents but whenever the husband wants to come there by the wife remember then you the parents can't prevent him remember that he will come there and do his job you must remember spend one hour spend one night and then come back and then so you can't prevent him remember that he that Jamai that son-in-law that the husband of your daughter he has more rights over her than you, the parents, also. Hadith in Mustadrak Hakim Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna a'adhaman nasi haqqan ala rajul ummuhu. That after the male gets married, then who has more rights over him? Still his mother has more rights over him compared to his wife and so forth. And the person who has the greatest amount of rights over the lady after her nikah and marriage is a husband. So you must understand all these issues. He tells his wife, who is living there with her parents, come with going for a drive, we're going here and there. It's Saturday afternoon, Sunday, and you can't say no because she's married to him and so forth. They're not loving all the time together because of circumstances or you must remember he wants
Maharaj will spend the night there, fulfill her conjugal right and experience some body heat and so forth. So all that is permissible. So you must clarify all these issues. You get some crazy in-laws nowadays. They want to make the Jamai and son-in-law like an outlaw, you know. They say, hey, Dad, you married our daughter, but you can't come sleep with her, yeah, and all that. So that is jahalat and ignorance, we must remember that. Please have a, a common question whenever we're getting close to Ramadan. This person wants to know, can I stop my Quranic recitation wherever I am before Ramadan and start a new, uh, the new recitation of the Quran in Ramadan? Remember, tonight is only the 18th of Rajab. So now you got more than 40 days left for Ramadan, 41, 42, depending how you want to count and so forth and so on. So why you don't read every day now and complete your Quran, Sharif? Even if you are a slow reader, it's for you to take the maximum time and inshallah complete the Quran, Sharif. Remember, fasting is a duty. And tilawat of Quran, the recitation of the no. Quran is the beauty of Ramadan but this what you're suggesting is not permissible that is wrong that so now when Ramadan is about to start you on the 15th Jews 15th Supara 20th 25th Supara you say no I'll stop here and I'm going to start all over again so that's wrong you must continue with that and then mashallah you restart the Quran Sharif Quran Sharif ko khatam karna maqsood nahi apni zindagi ko Quran Sharif the aim must not be just to finish the Quran quick quick and so forth the aim must be we dedicate our life to the noble Quran right till our last last breath when we meet Almighty Allah so that is the true Muslim and every day we must make time to read the Quran Sharif so a nation that reads the Quran Sharif Allah will elevate you and a nation that detaches itself from the Quran Sharif Allah will humiliate and disgrace you. Is authentic hadith mentioned in Muslim Sharif. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is a rawi and reporter. He states, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inna allaha yarfa'u bihi aqwama. Those people who attach themselves to the Quran Sharif, the noble, glorious Quran, Allah will elevate them. And those who detach themselves from the noble Quran and they only read during Ramadan and so forth Allah will debase them relegate them and humiliate them so therefore Mustafa sallallahu complained to all Allah of such people Rasul, Ya Rabbi oh uh, Nabi sallallahu said oh my beloved Allah my sustainer nourisher provider inna that this nation and people of mine that they have abandoned and neglected the noble Quran chapter number 25 and verse number 30 so we should find and look for all these type of verses where people are reprimanded and rebuked for abandoning and neglecting the Quran Allah give us tawfiq that we read more and more noble Quran and we fall in love with the Quran Sharif the direct speech of Almighty Allah we fall in 
beloved Mustafa, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, who was, who is, who will always be the most beloved to Mustafa, to all Allah Jalla Wala in the entire universe, the Master sallallahu sallam was, is, will always be the most precious to all Allah in the entire universe. And then the Ahadith Mubarakah. Every day learn one, one Hadith. When I was studying Karachi, I used to try and learn every day one Hadith. See today how much it helps us. So when I teach students, I tell them you must learn every day one, one Ayat if you're not a Hafiz. And you are Molvi, you're studying. So we learn every day one Hadith. Learn who's the Ravi, the reporter. Learn which Kitab is mentioned. You're supposed to be a scholar and not to be a scholar for dollar and mufatiyas. So you must remember that. So that is how you will understand the deen of all Allah much more. What is the latest news from India? The latest news in India is in Ayodhya, they put up the maximum temple, the largest temple, most expenses there and so forth, and a new airport and a new, you must remember, that uh, railway station, and now this is to play the card, the Hindufta card. So Modi says, oh Hindus, see what I'm doing for you, and all these type of things. And then there in Bihar state, you must remember one leader from the opposition Position from the Congress party or whichever party, he left that and he joined them. He joined Modi's party, the BJP. So that was an unexpected move, but the great bounty and favor for him. So this will boost his image and his chances for re-election. And the way it looks like, it will be a landslide victory for him, for Modi, the butcher of Gujarat, where he martyred and murdered 2,000 Muslims plus minors approximately. And that's stain will remain with him till he dies, you must remember that so we must be clear on this day, he's our arch enemy as mentioned in the noble Quran you just go there to the website and go read about RSS go read about the BJP go read about Hindufta and so forth, so how the Jutlas, the Haramis say that Israel is a Jewish state so now they say India is a Hindu state, remember that so I told you guys are promoting the democracy. India used to say the largest democracy in the world and Israel used to say the only democracy in the Middle East. But for who is your so-called democracy? It's only for the Jutlas and the Hindus and the Muslims and others are treated like second, third, fourth class. You see there in occupied Palestine how the Christians are treated. How many churches of theirs demolished and blown to pieces. You must remember there in the land of Gaza and Palestine. You say in India, how many mosques, how many madrasas demolished and so forth. So therefore it's all one big shame and one big, everything to do with hypocrisy and double standards. We have um, these are sisters with the shahada of 220 people from Mossel Bay, 103 males, 117 females. Affidavit is done. We are ready and waiting from Brother Ibrahim Anderson, Mufti Sahib.
MashaAllah, Brother Ibrahim Anderson, I sent you a message and I hope you received it. Barakallahu feekum. So let me open my phone. Actually, I was coming down and I left my phone. Then I said that no, inshallah, that Brother Ibrahim Anderson will send me a message and I read Turakat Salat. So I read it as you read it. Salaamu Alaikum Mufti. Help us with Shahada of 220 people there in Mosul Bay. Those of you who do not know where Mosul Bay is between PE and Cape Town and it's a beautiful place and that is called the Garden Route one of the most beautiful places in South Africa 103 males 117 females if it ever done we are ready and waiting MashaAllah MashaAllah my brother Ibrahim Anderson we make dua Allah Jalla Wala accept all your efforts you are the roving ambassador of Islam all of you my brothers and sisters read after me and after that the translation and then dua and then we will go for a break inshallah ashahadu ashahadu allah allah ilaha ilaha illallahu illallahu wa ashahadu wa ashahadu anna anna muhammadan Muhammadan Abduhu Abduhu Wa Rasuluh So all of you 220 MashaAllah You are Muslim And inshallah You must make dua daily Ya Allah Let us live with Iman and Islam And we pass away with Iman and Islam And mashallah In the whole Western Cape area And Eastern Cape We have so many of our students And from Darlum, Newcastle And so forth So you the brothers Try and meet the Muslim men You are my sisters Meet the Muslim women And inshallah they will guide you along and you brother Ibrahim Anderson whoever you know there who's responsible so inshallah they can interact with them because you're going to move along inshallah from place to place so Allah reward you let's read the translation and inshallah then we'll make dua I bear witness I bear witness that truly that truly there is none worthy of worship that there is none worthy of worship except Almighty Allah except Almighty Allah and I also bear witness and I also bear witness that the Prophet Muhammad that the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him peace be upon him was, is, will always be was, is, will always be the last and the final prophet and messenger the last and the final prophet and messenger of Almighty Allah so Almighty Allah teaches us in chapter 8 and verse 38 قُلْ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِيَّنْتَهُ يُغْفَلْ لَهُمْ مَا قَدْ سَلَفْ when non-Muslims embrace Islam they are sons of the past are forgiven chapter 8 verse 38 Mustafa Rahmatulil Alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us hadith sahih authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif innal islama yahadimu ma kana qabla verily Islam erases and expunges the sins of the past all of you esteemed listeners of Sirius FM Radio Lansar International Merkaz Sahaba the voice of Alu Sunnah wa Jama'ah we have a minute or so till nine so let us 
us raise our hands and make dua. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma swalli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina wa Habibina wa Shafi'ina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasanatan wa qinada abannar. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa turhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayunyu wajalna limuttaqina imama. Allama thabbitna lal-iman wa amitna lal-iman wa ahshurna yawm al-qiyamati wal-iman. Allama barik lana fil maut wa fima ba'd al-maut. Ya Allah, our brothers, sisters, embrace Islam. Through your mercy, through your grace, through your benevolence, we thank and we make shukr for our ambassador, Brother Ibrahim Anderson. We thank the Capital Group who are sponsoring all these programs. Ya Allah, our Haji Muhammad Ikhlas and his team. Ya Allah, through your benevolence, mercy and a grace, accept it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, these people embrace Islam through the wasila, barakah, or Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, destroy the apartheid terrorist Nazi regime of Israel. Allahumma jdud wat ataka alal yahudi zalimin al-muhtallin al-ghasibin wa juyushi amerikiyin wa a'dai din ya rabbal alameen. Qala Allahu ta'ala fi shani habibi inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayuwa ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala sayyidina wa habibina wa shafina muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samir alim ya Allah wa beloved parents ya Allah wa beloved teachers who taught us all this ya Allah give them ajri azim those who passed away those who are alive grant them maqbuliyat and acceptance ya Allah give us acceptance fi mashariq al-ardi magharibiha in all four corners of the world through your fadl and mercy subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun amursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen inshallah we go for the break now yeah our azan will go and after azan inshallah and the duas then we will resume barakallahu fikum to jazakallahu khairan to mufti sahib please do follow the times for the azan and salah for your region we're right now on the airwaves of Marqa Sahaba Online, voice of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. You'll be listening to the Adhan for Isha. We'll, be, we'll continue shortly thereafter.